Kobe, did you know? Uh, know what, Barry? That adventurer rates in <laughs> Roncala. <laughs> I I will give somebody a hundred dollars if they can tell me where that's from. <laughs> and part of the name of the movie is even in the quote. <laughs> What's going on guys? My name is Barry And this is Colby And this is who watches this (laughs) Welcome to week three of rip-off movies Yes and I, I, this one is probably the most blatant ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but I mean, we, we could really never know because maybe they had written this before the Jumanji uh, remake. It's prob- probably not. <laughs> Pro- probably not. Yeah. I, I can't give too much credit to Asylum. Let's be real. Yeah. A- Asylum is pretty good at like hearing that a movie is going to come out and then quickly making a movie off of what they think that movie is going to be before the original <laughs> movie comes out. Yeah, I mean like, you know, uh the one of the biggest issues with I, I believe I believe with movies today is is that everything is in the trailer. Yes. So, if you the trailer is pretty much the new spark notes of movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like trailers used to be like uh like the the what's it called um like the book jacket description of the book yeah yeah you know uh that's what movie trailers used to be like, yeah but you I never like knew I who the killer was oh exactly <laughs> yeah when they like Terminator Two came out and they like showed both the Terminators and then showed that Arnold was a good guy it was like ah. What? Why did you show that in the trailer? That was, that's such a cool twist. Yeah. Know. Oh, yeah, because like the first original Terminator came out 86. Okay. Something like Something that. Something right? like that. Like, it was in the 80s. Yes. The first Terminator was definitely in the 80s. And uh, Terminator 2 was, what, 93? Yeah, probably something like 94, that. 94, around that range, right? Uh, oh, so like even then it like ruined the trailer, ruined it for you. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, yeah, because I'm like, because you're like, like you start to see the trailer and you're like, what? There's two Terminators, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, Arnold's a good guy. <laughs> like and at like the movie, like it plays it like you don't know, and it's like, oh, is it a good guy? Is it a bad guy? Oh, he saves. Uh, he saves John Connor. John Connor, yeah, and then and Sarah. Oh man! Oh, see that's yeah. Or like comedy movies where like the nine good jokes in the movie are all in the previous. Yeah, the the tenth one isn't even in the actual movie. It got <laughs> cut out. You know, you're right. There. You're like waiting for that scene. You want to see the setup. Yeah. You know, but yeah. you never get to. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, but if you guys don't know what movie we're talking about, because we've barely given you any uh, hints. Uh, we are talking about 2019's The Final Level Adventures in Roncalla. Yes. I mean, you could have thought we were going to go with, what, Zenthulu? <laughs> because that was like Jumanji in space, because okay. we did mention Jumanji. But no. No, we went. We went. We went blatant uh, ripoff. Yeah. 
down down to the um like the introduction character of the world building whatever <laughs> like in the, in Jumanji you have what I, I think his name is Nigel but then again I always just think every British dude's name is Nigel uh, right uh, <laughs> uh, down to that in here you get the same thing as well right yes he's uh, just a slightly nerdier and in a raincoat yeah and American. In America, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, the... the Alright, so let's... Before we actually just talk about the movie, um, really, uh, I'm gonna set the tone for you guys right now because there's a couple times where I, I watched this after I, I ate, so I, I might have dozed off a little bit. <laughs> uh, but the, we're, we're gonna talk about the very... The slight differences, right? This movie uh, versus Jumanji. Jumanji has teenage kids... This one starts off with teenage kids, but goes into adulthood. Yes. Uh, this one, instead of Colin Hanks, I believe, is in the first Jumanji. He was played by, like, Nick Jonas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So instead of uh, finding him later on in the movie, he he's actually... This is how the final level starts off. With Colin Hanks's, uh doppelganger. <laughs> you know, uh, one of the Weasley brothers... Uh, he gets sucked into the game, and then ten years later, we make that same joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By one of the girls who I was like, she must have done softcore porn at least. Um, no. Yeah, the, yes, I, th- I feel like they were like, we got to take the teens and then grow them up a little so that way we can make them busty and make them wear skimpy clothes a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, because that was, like, I think not one of the issues about Jumanji, but, like, you have these, what, 16-year-olds, and one of them is a nerdy, fe- like, a nerdy teenage girl. Right. Uh, who gets transported into... That's true, because they don't go into somebody else's body, they just go into somebody else's clothes. Yeah. But it's still the, it's still, like, the girls. The regular the, characters, right? Who are playing uh, the game get sucked in. Yeah, instead of in Jumanji, she gets transported into Karen... Or what's her name? Um, the uh, Nebula. Yeah, yeah. From Marvel or like Doctor Who. Yeah. Some people might get upset. Like she's from and Doctor then, Who first, and then the girl gets transformed into uh, Jack Black. <laughs> now, that, 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 you know, if you're gonna have a m- man play a teenage girl, there's no <laughs> one better than Jack Black. I don't know if there's anyone else that could pull that off. Maybe Jim Carrey, but he's too in line now. Like I kept thinking um, that uh, what Rob Schneider did it. I think in oh. a uh, like a Trading Places kind of movie. Yeah, but uh, man, like you know, after seeing Jack Black's performance, it's like Rob Schneider's slot down to number two. That's the yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like those are going to be the slight differences. Obviously, um, yeah, they don't get transferred into avatars. Uh, of different people, but they still have certain abilities. Right. Uh, one of the things that you know this is an asylum movie is that there is a shark NATO. <laughs> there is a shark NATO. <laughs> that is boss level one. Like that's already like devastating. You know, it took a whole movie to 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 stop that. I, right. And this one we're getting rid of it in level 1. Yeah, yeah. Did that upset did that kind of let you down your like or did you like the little call out to the I l- I loved the call out. It was it's it's Asylum. It's like this is our biggest movie franchise. Let's right. go ahead and uh I mean Asylum basically already it has its own mock universe. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Right, like with the transmorphers instead of the transformers. <laughs> and the uh, Atlantic Rim. Yeah, Atlantic Rim. <laughs> Which sounds like like a Rhode Island sexual slang. <laughs> you know? Like an Atlantic Rim job. <laughs> That's when you put cocktail juice around it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, so that's kind of where, and then uh, the similarities sort of end. Everything kind of progresses how you expect it to progress, right? Right. Because this is almost, it kind of almost feels like uh, Asylum is like the American version of the director of uh, Future Cops. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. because they, I, I feel like Asylum had taken a page out of his book because before, when he was making more... And he's still making movies now. I think he just came out with Enter the Fat Dragon. <laughs> um, but, like, his philosophy for making these, like, low-budget mockbusters is that you take properties that people already know and mash them all into one thing. Right, yeah. And, and if he's you, been if doing you, that since the 80s. Yeah, and if you, you only use a certain amount, it's not really copyright. And I guess if you parody it, then it's like a... <laughs> it's Yeah, it's like a, almost like a fair use type of deal. Yeah. Which is, which is still very, very odd. Like, it's like... Because, like, a lot of the things that they, like, copy or parody, right? It's like, man, if you didn't throw in a joke or whatever or made it a joke yes but then again i guess the scary movie franchise is that's what it was built on right right oh yeah yeah <coughs> definitely an airplane and but, but oh, naked yeah. gun stuff like that all kind of are just but you know that guy who plays naked gun um leslie nielsen leslie nielsen He's just so good. Yeah. Like, I, I remember I watched those movies first before I watched the original versions of them. Oh, actually, I did, too. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I like I like the other. I like the comedy version <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, this movie, uh, it starts off uh, two teenage, uh, two ginger kid teenagers hanging out at a arcade late night. Which I believe is really not allowed anymore, right? Especially but, in Las Vegas because yeah. of you know. And yeah. ten years ago, it probably still wasn't allowed. But like, yeah, twenty five years ago, like I remember being like thirteen and like hanging out at an arcade till like midnight, well, and the, then just walking home. Well, the the the, the gap, <laughs> the gap between this is ten years, right? And it's twenty twelve. To 2022. Yeah, so I think it's supposed to be tw- 2009 to 2019. Is it? No, because remember on the on the there's that plaque at the end of the movie where it's uh it's like oh a Weasley twin, uh, high scoring. Oh, you're you're right. You're right. So this is a little bit in the future, right? Um, which I like really. I don't. Besides Las Vegas, uh, and besides like Dave and Buster's and stuff like that, I've never. Uh, you know, you do not see local arcade right. shops anymore. And so, like, I've, I've, like, I was totally down with it, thinking more as my kid, me, my kid, uh, me being a kid, because there was arcades and we went to them and we hung out at them, and like, you know, it was like we had that kind of thing where it was like, yeah, 
Hey, hey, Colby, your your mom's here to pick you up. Yeah. Finish your game up. Yeah, I remember that. I remember um, when I used to go to San Francisco during the summer to visit my grandma. She uh, she worked at this like plaza, and they had a pizza shop, and mm. that's like they had the arcade in the pizza shop, you know. And that's where all, that's where all the business would go down. Yeah. Yep. Really, you you put your quarter on top of the machine. And you, you know, you knew that was your quarter. Yes. Oh, yeah. It is my turn. <laughs> yep. Um, and so, yeah, the, the kid, before he, he gets picked up by his mom, uh, the adventures of Tarankala call out to him. And there has been a character named The King who has been beating all these games and putting high scores on them. Yeah. Right? And, and, so, and Jake's mad about it. He's like, yeah. he's like, oh, I can't, can't ever beat The King. Yeah, right? And then Whoa, his, and the then nickname his, like the king, kid, you? Yeah, exactly. And his sister basically just makes fun of him and be like, well, you can't beat me. Yeah. <laughs> right? Shut up. <laughs> um, no, and so it calls out to him, says, do you want to go to adventure? Do you want to beat the king? Yep. And so he puts a quarter in, which is like a waste of money, right? Because you know you have to go outside. Yeah, because mom's already there and sister's just like, okay, one more game. I'll go stall mm-hmm. mom. Exactly. Um, but he gets sucked in, so he goes missing. We go ten years into the future. Now the sister has created her own arcade. Yep. Which, you know, I feel like the trauma from, like, your brother disappearing from an arcade would make you want to stay away from arcades, I, you right? would You would think. Because then, like, it would but, just be a constant reminder, like... <laughs> but it's, I, I think it's that, that thing that's like, hey, when I was, when I was 13, uh... I was in the ocean and a shark bit me. So now I am going to be the greatest surfer ever. So that way, <laughs> sharks can never catch me. It's totally, I guess it's totally different than that. But it, it's, it was Shark Week, so I was, uh, I was just You're talking about that, that surfer, right? <laughs> I think there's like that one, surf, uh, one chick who lost her leg and still can surf or yes. something like that. Yeah, yeah I, those are pretty harrowing things, but those are happening to you. When you lose somebody, it's like different, right? Right, right. Yeah, and he just disappeared. So it was not. It was like, was he kidnapped? Did, right. did he run away? Yeah. So like, mom's making me go home. I want to play games. I'm <laughs> I'm running away. Like, did he go into a van? <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little a lot of things happen. But no, she 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 ends up setting up this whole arcade in memory of her brother, which I guess is the other route people go, right? Yeah. But, and so, like, her and her two friends, who were avid video game, like, gamers back then, too, are helping her out with her business. Yeah. And everything seems to go going fine. They're setting it all up until one game calls out. And they're like, we don't remember this game. Yeah. But, but then there's a photo of a, But, like, it will get, like, <clears throat> it has, like, some power trouble or something. So she's messing with it. And then it kind of comes back on. And when it does, it's like... They see a picture of of Jake, yeah, which, in, in eight bit or whatever. Yeah, we make a we, and then we get the Weasley joke in here. Yep, you know, which I mean, I'm pretty sure that's like the one, they get one Weasley joke, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Otherwise, uh, that trans hating author <laughs> will sue. Yes. Uh, no. Yep. Uh, and so they they all figure like, oh, let's let's play this game. It's maybe. Like, for some reason, they hypothesize somehow 
that maybe my brother's in this game. Right, which she is weird because that's not a hypothesis anybody who is sane would ever come up with. Yeah. Like, Colby, if, uh, if you disappeared in an arcade, right, and then one day it's like, <clears throat> fight to the top. To meet the cheese king, it's like, oh my god, Colby's in this video yeah, game. <laughs> apparently, this video game magically sucked him in. I, <laughs> the I last sh- boss's name is Colby Jacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm stealing that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's not like that's not a grounded hypothesis you're making ever. Right. You know, more and more, it would be more like, oh, let's play this game in memory of my brother. There's a character that looks like my brother in here. Yeah. Yeah. That, totally plausible. Right. But, you know, it's a, it's an arcade bar, which is a thing now. So right. So I can't harp to, onto it. I think Las Vegas has one called Player One. Yeah. And, and we got a, a couple. Insert Coin. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if Insert Coin is still open because of the pandemic, but. I Right. And I, I, know, I know the. The player one also like it had two. No, that one I know is, is open because I follow one of the bartenders on there because she's a, a really hot okay. cosplayer girl. But there was there was one that had like two locations and one location. Oh, maybe maybe one did closed. Close yeah, I know the one by Sam Ash on like the east side of town is open. So okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, no. So they decide like, let's play the game. They take some shots, and then the first girl who is the tech girl. Presses the button to start into it and then get sucked in. The other two girls freak out and they're like, but we have to save our friend and my brother. I, I like that they at least tried to call the police and the police were like, your friend got sucked into a video game? Yeah. Like the video game fell on her? No, they actually got sucked in? Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I'm right. like, okay, yeah. At least that is... At least they tried to call the authorities. That is the most they... realistic thing that happened yeah. ever in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, they end up going into the into the game as well. We start off at a beach level, and uh, the best part of the movie is right here because they're in a bikini. All right. three of them. Yes. Um, Redhead is stacked. Yeah, she she's busty. <laughs> uh, but. <clears throat> They start to uh, run away. Uh, the the main character she she's very disoriented because she's the last one to come in, and then her two friends are like, "Let's go! You gotta get out of here!" And then she sees a shark just on the beach, right? Which <coughs> is weird because you're just like, "Why is there a shark just like flopping around on the beach?" And then then you notice Sharknado, Sharknado, and then we get we so we get these Sharknado scenes. As we get the Nigel character explaining the world and what's happening. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we see there's a lot of things that you would see in video games. They have a prompt that tells them, like, where they're at as far as their maps and all that stuff. They have backpacks where it's their items. And these are, like, the cool, like, little, like, things in here because in their backpacks they have items that are way too large. Yeah, I thought that was a fun fun little joke. Yeah. When she's like pulling a paddle, <laughs> yeah. pulling like one of the girls pulls a machine gun out of it, you know. And these are like these are like almost like sling bag type of backpacks. yeah, the little drawstring ones. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, they they learn that you know in order to proceed through the levels, they have to beat the final boss. So for the first one, um, it looks like everything's kind of in a dire situation until the blonde girl kung fu punches one of the sharks. Yes. And she's like, oh my god, I know kung fu. And then they, they go into a uh, 
what's it called? like a fist tornado formation <laughs> yeah. where they're like all back to back and just punching all of these but they're like there's nothing happening yeah, it's not getting any smaller yeah they keep just coming and so the blonde girl reaches into her bag grabs a plasma grenade from halo yeah and does a tornado like uh mario move to chuck it into the Sharknado. Right, yep. Which we've already established is one of the only ways you could stop a Sharknado. Right, it is explosion from the inside. <laughs> to disrupt the airflow. Yes. Uh, but they end up beating the Sharknado and advancing to level two. Right. And this is where we learn that one of the more en- the, the, the most dangerous enemies in here are actually people. Yep, yeah. Which is a reoccurring. But, but Nigel does say everything. Everything in the game is is designed to, to to hurt them. Yeah, and so for level two, they they have to get through this desert area where they're being chased by thugs. Yes, uh, they save a character from being gunned down, and they get chased throughout the whole thing. They almost split up, which is you know if you guys ever play D anD D, is something you know you should never do. Oh right, right. <laughs> um. So, uh, main and, girl, she... And then there's, like, there's a boss at the end of every... Yeah. At, at the end of every level. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they fight the boss. And then after they beat the boss, then the next scene, they're wearing a new outfit. Yep. Because they're, they're at the next level. I thought that was kind of a clever... Kind of clever well, little twist, too. It's because they have to match the terrain. Right? Yes. Yep. So. <laughs> uh, but they split up in here. Um, the two two girls who who are giving off... You know, lesbian vibes. Right. A little, bit, a little bit, you know, you're like, oh, they care about each other so much. <laughs> and it's a little bit more than, like, how friends would care about each yeah, other. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they split up, uh, what's it called? The other girl. Yeah, she's being chased, so she splits up as well. Uh, one of the girls gets eaten by a shark. Or no, uh, uh, alligator. An alligator, yep. Almost like in the same fashion that Samuel L. Jackson got eaten by a shark in Deep Blue Sea. Yes. Uh, the other girl, she, what, she's definitely afraid of fishes. I, right, that was <clears throat> weird, but... Yeah, fishes, like... I feel like those are like one of the things that you don't have to be afraid of. Right, right. and it was like, I'm scared of fish, but yeah. I'm not going to go in the water anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but I like I'm not even gonna get close to the bridge that crosses way above the fish. Exactly, <laughs> it was odd, but oh man, uh, they 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 finally meet up into a certain point, and this is where we get another Jumanji reference. It's the uh, hunter guy. Yes, you know the one the, but the, in this one he doesn't have the very thick handlebar mustache. No, but he does have a thick waist. Oh, oh, he, oh, so he looks like the hunter from Tarzan. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yes. Super thick dude, but you know, uh, you know, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> the dude is thick. Now, see, that doesn't sound right either. He's very bulky. Mm, yeah. There you go. I feel like that's the right way. Uh, they end up, uh, but what's it called? The girl, Ray, she ends up getting shot before, so she's down to one life. Yes. A very... Right. Oh yeah, and so you like that when the alligator eats her. That's when you first find out that they have three lives. Yeah, because then all of a sudden she's there again, and then like above her head, it's like two lives remaining. Yeah. You know, that's probably like the cooler parts in it too. Is like the uh, the little uh, video game interfaces that they put in these movies. It right? is actually it's, it's yeah. very interesting. It, it reminded me uh, Scott Pil- Pilgrimish. Yeah, and so yeah, and so other things that we see, they get into the black desert level. Mm-hmm. And this is where we see a hooded figure who we never really get to see her face. 
but she almost has like Sith like powers. Yeah. Because the other blonde girl, the girlfriend of Ray, uh, Chrissy, she sacrifices her life to save, yeah. To save her. And then before they could leave that stage, they have to fight three other hooded figures. Right. In a kung fu battle. See, like, I would, you know what? I, I am fine with low budget movies, right? Absolutely fine. As long as they excel really well at one thing. So I really, I, I really wish that these three girls were just really adept at like martial arts. Yes, if the fight scenes were a little bit better choreographed. Yeah. Then like then the low budgetness of this movie, like there's a lot of horrible CG in here with like the spider, the shark, the rhino, <sighs> the dinosaur. And the dinosaur was like in two, like two scenes. He's uh, he's practical. He's like a rubber dinosaur. Yeah. And then like, but when he's moving like across the desert, it's easy. so bad. Like yeah. he's like, like high school CG class. Like you it's, know, it's a kid that just learned how to use Adobe After Effects. Yeah, he's like, guys, I can make a dinosaur. Um, but yeah, so uh, oh, that's how that's how the main character. That's how she loses one of her life. She's yeah. by the dinosaur, right? Uh, no, but they end up killing these three other dudes, and they finally find the brother. Yes. Uh, but, you know, like, throughout the movie, you you see subtle hints that the brothers actually become a villain. Right. You know, which is a nice little change-up. Yeah, because the, the first guy that they, the, that they save mentions that he's the, the hand of the king. Yeah. I don't want to be the hand of anything. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've seen what my hands do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, and so they, we, the the main <laughs> Sarah, who's looking for her brother Jake. Yes, you know she's like, no, he's gonna remember me, and then and then he'll be safe. Uh, but he ends up being evil, captures them, and presents them to the king. Right, right. Who is actually the king from the arcade? Yeah, and he is found out to be the final boss. Right. Uh, but they don't put together that he's the king from the arcade. Yeah. Until, until like, maybe, like, 30 more minutes. But then the, we, we get into, they put them in a jail cell. And then this is where, in the cover of this movie, it says Biling. Yes. Right? Uh, but this is where Biling comes in. And I admittedly had to skip over this scene after the first five minutes. Uh, yeah, it is. It is very drawn out. She's explaining, uh, kind of, she kind of backstory <laughs> of this place that you have already easily figured out, but in a, like this superly overdramatic way. Yeah. You know, Biling is better than this. Yeah. Yeah. She's in like 120 movies. And, and uh, yeah, this this probably isn't in the top five. <laughs> I don't even know if this is in the top fifty. Um, you know, honestly, I, I totally, totally, this would have been fine if Bailey just spoke. I don't know if she speaks Mandarin or Cantonese, and then and then they just like in the game, it just popped up subtitles right so the characters knew what she was saying yes and that would have been a that would have been a clever way to do it yeah but maybe biling was like no i know how to speak english yeah and i was like man where's the subtitles <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's not me making fun of her. It's just like, you know, she has a very heavy accent. She does, yeah. You know, so sometimes... And especially in the way that she's delivering these lines, right? Because it it's hard. it's yes, she's doing like doing it sobbing and like it's like over the top, super over the top. Yeah. So, um, but then you know she gets taken away, and then we almost we get to the final boss fight, right? Because we find out that the only way that they can leave is by beating the super boss. Yes. And they find out because that's what the little pop up says when they yeah. push the map. It says, "Oh yeah, objectives, fi- final level of yeah. you know." And so at this point, um, Rob, uh, what's it called? Sarah is able to bring Jake back to her side. Yes. By, uh, like, saying all the memories and all that stuff. Yeah. And then they fight the final boss, who is a little overpowered? Yeah, so it's... I, I thought this was a clever way to do it, too. Like, in a bigger budget better movie this would have come across i feel better but it was like jake was like i've got to fight him to prove and then so he fights the boss and then beats him and they're like how come the portal didn't open and the boss is like stands up and he's like because that wasn't my final form (laughs) whoa and then it's like oh the four of us have to team up to beat him Mm -hmm. and then they had like he has this pet rhino (laughs) that like he can control but it's like like an 80s video game where like he has no control and just like every once in a while it just runs across the screen and if you're standing in its way it hits you yeah <laughs> like, i thought a, that was that was hilarious for like yeah. being like an old video game player yeah. <laughs> oh yeah no definitely like there's like we'll, we'll we'll talk about like the little hidden gems about this right about this movie but yeah so they they um yes the first time that jake beats him it's almost like the mini boss version of himself yeah until he gets to his final form they do end up beating him because Bailin comes at the end right to lend the last extra hand right yes yep and then she's like i'm gonna i will become king and then i will rule this world justly and uh you know i want him to pay for all of the things that he's done uh, but Jake, you know, before he leaves, Jake convinces Byling to let him bring him back. Right. You know, because, like, again, he's too dangerous to leave there. Yeah, yeah. Byling is, uh, is, did Byling say that she was, a, like, an actual person, too? Yes, yeah. Oh, okay. But she, she, she knows that someone has to stay behind. So somebody has to stay to be the super boss so the game can continue. Yeah, right. I guess like, if you leave, couldn't the wouldn't the game just be done? And the the machine, you could just throw away the machine. Do you want that's, other that's, kids? That's to get... an expensive thing to happen. I, it's much easier to let kids get abducted by a machine than to lose that. I think money. that's going to ruin the business versus getting rid of this one machine. <laughs> it's true, and they're only putting one quarter in before they get abducted. It's it's not it's not that profitable. Yeah, you know that that game should be like a dollar fifty. I, in right. today's price, yes, yeah. four standalone, uh, like <laughs> uh, keyboard, not keyboards, but uh, pads. Yeah. Oh, you know what though? It is a joysticks. Bar. It is a barcade though. Oh, so they could maybe get away with like fifty cents. That's true. You know what? Because that one, that one that the there was one, there was one that was like in uh, like Henderson, and mm-hmm. we used to do 
they would do like walking dead parties and then we would like cheese boy would go over and we would like give prizes mm. and ask trivia questions and stuff yeah and uh their all their games were all a quarter a piece oh see so mon- the money is in the bar yes right yep <laughs> and i remember when i was a kid there used to be this place in california called nickel mm. nickels or something like that but every game in there was a nickel okay it's amazing yeah you know but that was back in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get to the end of it. Uh, we see that everybody makes it out. Uh, Jake and Zach, who is the king, actually come out the age they came in. Right. So ten years, ten years younger. Yeah. Which is like totally gonna mess up the dynamics of everyone's family, right? Right. Yes. That's. <laughs> It'll that be, will be very difficult to explain to mom. Right. It'll be like that movie manif- or that show manifest. <laughs> Which I started watching, but then I was just like, oh, no, nah, you know what? I'm done with this. <laughs> <clears throat> now it's just a drama. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because like Jumanji, he came back as a kid too, but he came back as a kid like a minute after he went into the game. Wait, who did? Robin, like Robin Williams. He went into the game and he was there for like... Oh, like 20 years. 20 years. But then when the game finished, he came out of the game, but he came out of the game at the point he went into the game. Did he? Yeah. He didn't come back like Robin Williams? No, he came back as a kid, and then he was like, he was like, he came back and he ran out and he was like, Dad, don't go to the party. I gotta tell you, don't fire Joe because I messed up the shoe and... It yeah. got stuck in the machine. and Oh, no. So, yeah, he came out this, at the time that he came. That he in. went in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do remember that. Um, in the new Jumanji, though, Colin Hanks came out the age he would have been. Because remember at the end of the movie, oh, the first one. Oh, you're right. Yes. You know? I was like, dude. Oh, no, 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 no. He didn't. He came out when he came. He came out when he came in. And he had a whole life. Because he had a kid. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. See, you know, it's hard, you know. When you don't show it butterfly butterfly effect style, (laughs) you know, sometimes your memory just just boggles the mind, right? Oh, yeah, see, I guess, you know, they're like, this is the way we don't get sued. He comes out ten years later. Right. (laughs) And it's like the, the girls who own the arcade, they're all like... Jake, since you're now our little brother instead of our big brother, you get to play here for free. And Martin, otherwise, no, Zach. Zach is it? Zach is the king. Yeah, uh, he's like, hey, but I'm not sure about you. And he's like, oh, that's fine. I get it. I First get of it. all, he can't be in there because it's a barcade. That is true. <laughs> yeah, Jake. Jake may be able to sneak it because his family owns it. Oh, that's but- true. Yeah. He's like, oh, I am the bar, I am the, uh, what is it called? The bartender's aide. Yes. I just take out the trash. Right, I'm the, the bar back. Bar back, that's what yep. it was called. I was like, is it bar side? Nope. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the end of the movie. Bah. <laughs> no. But then you watch through the credits, and then there's there's an after credit scene where Bai Ling puts on her like little robe and she climbs up and then she sits in the throne of the king. Is she evil? She looks evil. Uh, well, you know, it's because Bailey has a very strong looking face. She does. I feel like she's often evil because of that face. 
I know. Like, like I think like they cast her as evil because like, if I saw her in uh, Star Wars and anything, I was like, oh, she's a Sith. Right. She's like she, uh, she's in Star Wars three. Is she? Yeah. She's got like a really small part. She's oh, like a okay in the Revenge Senator of the Sith thing kind right? of or something. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith, right? Yeah. Because in my mind, three is still a Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. <laughs> you know, I spent. A whole summer just watching that trilogy. Yes. Over and over. <laughs> um, no, yeah, but like Byling gives that, uh, what's it called, that Lady Ventress yep. vibes. Yeah. Like I would totally buy her as that dual wielding Sith who later becomes a good person mm-hmm. in the extended universe, if you guys didn't know that. Um, yeah, Kobe, let's talk about like the, 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 the gems quotes of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mentioned a lot of you like the um, the video game aspect. Yeah, that, right? I, I thought that was that was super clever. And every time it was like they came to fight, like the the you found out who the boss was. It was always like like the little words would pop up, be like boss fight, and then the three <laughs> girls would like line up together just like they would, and they would kind of be doing the little the, the little, little bounce. bounce. I'm doing the bounce that you can't see uh, through a podcast. <laughs> uh, they'd all be doing like the little bounce as like the boss came out. Yeah. Yeah, you see that even even when it's not in that 2D aspect. Yeah. Because that's what they do, right? When they have these, these boss fight introductions, they do it first in 2D. Yeah. But even later, uh, because the blonde girl who after uh, when Ray died on the bridge... The blonde girl thought she was gonna get shot by the two bandits. She she closes her eyes to get ready for the to get shot, and then Ray comes and then beats them up. And then when you see her, she's still doing the bounce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things I did like was uh, whenever they gained experience and gained new levels, they were able to they had their own skill tree. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Which was cool. You know, but I like at the beginning, they're like, oh, they're just putting in stuff wherever. And I like at the last part, before they get into the final area, they're like, we should think about where we are going to put our skill points in. Right. You yeah. Know, and they're like, you're you're on your last life, so you should definitely put yours in health. Yeah. And then the other girl's like, I'll put it in strength because Sarah, even without these buffs, are like is the smartest one out of yeah. all of us. So you should put it... In intelligence, just in case we need to right. find a smarter way to deal with this, right? Uh, <laughs> and those are, like, really the shining points of this movie. Uh, the uh, Everything else is very murky. What did you feel <laughs> about the acting? Um, some of the acting was not, not terrible. Like, the girls were, were buyable. Uh, <laughs> as friends, maybe. Yeah, I, I think I think the the redhead girl Sarah, she's she's probably the best. Yeah, she probably is the best. Well, Bai Ling comes in and does like th- three minutes of fighting, and you can tell in that three minutes, oh, she actually knows how to fight. Yeah, <laughs> or she's at least had martial arts training. Yeah, yeah, from a hundred and what thirty movies. Right. You said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. She, She's, yeah. They didn't need to have a stunt coordinator in there for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Sarah Sarah does okay. She's pretty flexible. She's she's <laughs> more athletic, even though she's like busty and a little more round faced, and you you wouldn't expect it. <laughs> um, like like she's she pulls it off. The fights off the best. Yeah. Um, blonde girl. 
like is it's the like worst yeah, it's bunch. like knee kicks and like <laughs> slappy punches. And... Well, also like her acting throughout this whole thing, she's like yelling all the time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, how am I going to get through this movie <laughs> if she's going to be doing that the whole time? Right, right. Uh, Ray, the, the the brunette girl, she's, I think she did all right. She, she to me, was like, um, if you've seen the show Lucifer. Yeah. So the girl who is the, uh, like, the medical examiner, like, yeah. the, the, the forensic examiner, I felt like she was, like, a very bargain version of her, kind of had the <laughs> same look kind of tried to act the same yeah. uh just but like was just like a oh that's her little her less talented younger sister yeah <laughs> yeah she's the great value yeah the kroger uh she's the shasta of that version oh uh, yeah so yeah there's this movie is is for people that just like mock like mockbusters yeah definitely anything i mean honestly anything asylum is is within that realm right 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 all right, guys. Okay. All right, so um, if you guys don't know, we have a new little segment. It, it, it's uh, I, I decided what to call it. It's one star, five star. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and so we're gonna be reading reviews of this movie: one one star and one five star. So, Kobe, did you did you want to read the five star or the one star? Um, I'll, I'll do the I'll do the the one star. Okay. Okay, so this is um, uh, Wayfinder. Gives it one star. Another Asylum yawner. <laughs> Bogus rating. Um, this this is yet another Asylum yawner. With ridiculous five-star reviews here on Amazon, this definitely not a best-of-the-best best film. That, any, or that anyone would claim it is, is beyond absurd. First, this is not rated 18+. That's obviously put there to draw... Viewers looking for 18-plus movies. Uh, This is more like a very lame (laughs) PG. I saw this elsewhere, or I wouldn't have even checked it out of the 18-plus rating. But no problem there. The The spiciest this gets are girls in bikinis at the beginning. How does such bogus information even get on Amazon? Second worst boss fight ever. Seriously, you will not find lamer CGI and fight choreography than this. You could have attacked one another with Nerf bats and it would have been more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) This starts out looking fun and interesting. Shark, tornado, and everything. From there on, it is seriously downhill all the way. The only thing that it has going for it is three fairly stunning lead actresses, but that's it. Terrible plot. Writing, directing, if it were even possible, even worse special effects. You know what, though? The special effects is very on par with the Asylum project. It, it is, yes. <laughs> and then let's go to our five-star rating from Weasley, or Wesley, I don't know. Really good with lots of nostalgia. It's funny as hell. Supposed to be a spoof of Jumanji, but can stand on its own two feet. Kudos to the writer and actor Toodle, who does... An A-list performance. No joke. That girl is a natural. This movie has shout-outs to the old 90s and 80s martial arts video games like Double Dragon. It doesn't have pretensions and doesn't imitate movies like Tron or Ready Player One. This is a great movie. 
Beerhens also gives it a a list performance. Look for him and Toodle to progress in the industry in the next few years. I really enjoyed this flick, and all the actors were great. We uh, we have two varying <laughs> opinions on this movie. <laughs> Uh, surprisingly um, though this movie has a 3 out of 5 on Amazon I right <laughs> and that's out of 61 ratings I know but like let's be honest if we made a project that was you, we know that was bogus we're like alright we tell all our friends alright get on Amazon give it like a 4 out of 5 That that's Something, you know you gotta do 4 out of 5 that way it's a little bit more believable. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I feel like fives are designated for masterpieces like Interstellar. <laughs> yeah. I want to be more on that sequel level of uh, ratings. Fair, like fair. three and a half. Oh, yeah, that's believable. Like, that person actually watched that. <laughs> so, um, now Netflix has a, like, thumbs up, thumbs down, just, like, just so you, for your own personal reference, like, yeah. if you know. But it used to have a star rating. Yeah, I remember And that. I would rate every single movie I saw, mostly just so later on I could be like, did I see that? Oh, <laughs> yes, I rated it, so I must have. Um, but, like, I remember, like, four was 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 very like most movies got fours. Oh really? And like if if it was if I didn't really like it, it was like a three and it had to be like poop on a stick to get like a two. <laughs> and I don't know if, if I ever one starred anything. I think I one starred a couple of things. I was like, oh man, that was a schlock. <laughs> but I definitely like I like like uh like Teresa would be like looking through and be like you gave this movie five stars? <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, I love that movie. And she's like, uh, no. that's, that's two stars tops. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, if, if, if for me, a one star is a movie that, like, the pace is as slow as molasses. Like, if I, if I look at the time and I'm like, oh, my God, this movie still has an hour left, I just, that is a one star movie. I, 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 will, I will agree with that. I, like, I feel like the, the, the only thing that can make a movie really terrible is being boring. Yeah. Cause like I, I, I find like bad acting, bad special effects, bad story. <laughs> Lots of those things. Like there's a charm to all of them uh, <laughs> that I can enjoy. But yeah, being boring is like the, the worst is the, the you one know? terrible thing you can't you know, there's, overcome. There's like one movie, and I, I remember specifically because I watched it in the theaters, and uh, you know, I like I, I like Tarantino movies. He's, he's super good. You know, like Pulp Fiction, Kill the Kill Bill series. You know, right? Um, all the like Django. Those are all I, he did. Django, right? Yeah. Okay. I, was, I don't want to be like, oh man, this guy has a movie podcast and he doesn't even know. <laughs> Stupid. No. Um. But man. The Hateful Eight. Mm. The Hateful Eight. I just... It was just not for me. I was like, fuck, this movie's still going. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting because, like, like, I didn't hate it, but it was a lot of talking. Yeah. And, like, you wanted... You needed something to happen, and not enough happened. It was just a lot of talking. But then, um... Uh, the other one he did, like his first one, 
Mm. Uh, with the gangsters, with Mr. Pink and Mr. Oh, White. Um, uh, Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs is like that. They they skip all the action parts to immediately move to the talking scenes. And for some reason, that one works so well. Like, you don't see any of the action scenes, and you don't miss any of them. Yeah. No, Reservoir Dogs, I think it's because of... You know, I'm I'm not saying the actors in The Hateful Eight aren't great. Those are all great actors. Those are all A-list actors, right? Yeah. Uh, but it could just be because of the topic. Maybe because in Reservoir Dogs, you get a lot more scene changes versus the the Hateful Eight. It's all in this one cabin. Maybe, maybe. Which which I don't mind because there's movies that are like that that I really enjoy. Like um, God, who, who's the guy that plays uh Hammer in Iron Man Two? Um, but you know the actor. Yeah, talking, yeah. Right? Um, his movie, uh, Moon. Okay, the yeah. The one where he's in the space station. Yes, it's just him. Yeah, and I think he has like the computer voice. And I was like, man, this movie's great. Or like, there's another movie with uh the dude from Boondock Saints, Daryl, Norman Reedus. Oh yeah, uh-huh. and um the the. Uh, the black guy, the one that's uh, from like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, he's like Star Lord. Okay, yeah. Um, they're like in a movie together, and it's just them two, and they're in a space station, and it's very claustrophobic. And I was like, man, this movie's really great too. So it's just I don't know, maybe it's just not for me, just because yeah, like uh, Tarantino has like great dialogue, but man, Hateful Eight is a lot of freaking dialogue. <laughs> Like that that script must have been like a Bible, like a like a like a dictionary thick, <laughs> you know, like a like how to fix this nineteen sixty nine Ford Mustang thick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know exactly the books I'm talking yeah, about, right? Yep. <laughs> oh man. Uh, unfortunately, this movie it, it does have hilariously bad acting. Um, I feel like the blonde girl who played Chrissy was a little over the top with her like whining. <sighs> Yes. Sometimes that does, like, that kind of, like, oh, man. This... It, it grinds on you a little. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Kobe here, if this is the guy, uh, thank you guys for joining us on our on this episode. If this is the first time you guys are joining us, thank you. Uh, if it's not, thank you for coming back. <laughs> but if it's the first time you guys are joining us, we do our reviews in four sections. We have Stream It, DVD It, Blu-ray It, and we have the Asylum Ultimate Box Collection. <laughs> <laughs> I, but no I, shark movies. That's okay. Oh, they, they've got some great shark movies. But uh, yeah, no, I would definitely Asylum. Baka. Like I feel like is Asylum the new Full Moon? It it is. It that is. to me, that's it. That's totally what it is. But Full Moon still has the edge over Asylum because of all the practical. Oh, yes, agreed. Like, agreed. I, I do. I am a fan of the practical. Like no one will ever top. Like, Full Moon, if it did one thing for the genre, as far as, like, cinema as a whole, is it, it is their their ability to do the stop motion. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm pretty sure... You, I remember... We, I think we talked about this, but the person who did all the stop motion is, like, big in Hollywood for anything that's stop motion, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, Colby, yeah, where are you at for this movie? Um, So, I, I will say that... Um, I, I went to go pull this up on Amazon, and mm. it was not free. <laughs> it was a dollar ninety nine to rent or two ninety nine to buy. So 
I have already purchased this movie. So I have purchased <laughs> this movie on streaming. Uh, but yeah, no, I, for Asylum movies, I, I think all of them are a lot of fun. So yeah, at some point they're going to put out a box set and I will, I'll pick up like, it'll be like 40 <laughs> movies for $40 or something. Yeah, but it'll be like 10 movies on one Blu-ray disc. <laughs> There's there's not a lot of space required for these asylum <laughs> movies. They are an hour and thirty minutes easy. Uh, right, right, yeah. Because because Sci-Fi Channel shows a lot, and they they gotta they gotta pad some commercials in there to make it two hours. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, no. I, for me, I, I think um, I, I mean I love Jumanji, uh, but I love the original with the with the you know the board with the board game, game. And all this stuff. Uh, the only reason I like the new ones is because of Jack Black. Uh, you know, he's, you know, I know, like, for some reason, it's funny, like, uh, actors like Jack Black and Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, mm-hmm. they're like, it's a hit, it's like, yes or no. Okay, you yeah, know? yeah. You know, when I meet somebody that doesn't like those actors, it's like, oh, we can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I need someone with a wide spectrum of uh, humor. Yes. You know, from dry humor to, to slapstick comedy you you need to like all those otherwise i don't don't know man maybe you were deprived of love as a child (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah for me this is a stream i feel uh, i feel like um i like that they put all these little video game references in there yeah which which gave it a little bit of a stronger thing but uh as far as sort of how the story progresses uh i think just in my mind as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I wish they would have done it like this or that. That way, you know. Yeah. Like, like, if they had just three female actresses that were really good at martial arts and it had a strong fight, like, strong strong fight choreography. Yes. This movie would have been easy. I would have bought it on DVD. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that No, I, I love a movie that's a terrible story with great fight scenes. That's... <laughs> Like, I mean, like, especially if you're, like, around our age, um, you know, I know, I know Colby grew up with this, and I, I grew up with this, but we, we grew up with all these kung fu movies oh, yeah. that had hard cuts in certain <laughs> places. I remember, like, stars had their own channel of just kung fu movies. Yes. It was awesome, right? There's this one so scene. I don't remember whole movie, but I, I but I, or a whole channel, but I remember it used to be called Kung Fu June, and it was <laughs> like a new Kung Fu movie every day in June. I Oh, yeah. Easily. But like, I think when I was like around that age, they had finally just like, fuck it, we could have a whole Kung Fu network of stars movies, right? And there's, there's one scene that really stuck out to me, and it was this old Kung Fu movie from the 70s, and this guy was like... His special art was uh, the his sword becoming two swords, okay, or something. So like he would slowly raise it up to the top of his head, He Man style, right? And then he like would say the words, and then we would have a hard cut where that one sword became two swords. <laughs> and I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> but like you know, all those old kung fu movies have, you know, terrible dubbing. Uh, yes, you know. Um, the acting was, it is what it is, but the fight scenes were amazing. Right, yeah. You know, so that's that's the one thing. If this had amazing fight scenes, it would be an easy DVD pickup. But as it is, if you just want to see a goofy Jumanji uh, mock, mock buster, this is, a, this is an easy watch. Uh, just skip over the biling 15-minute dialogue scene. 
All right. Maybe it's like 10 minutes, but that's still way too long. It's, yeah, it's it's drawn out a little. Like, they're like, we spent money on, on like, a real actor for this, uh, so we're going to take advantage. Well, no, so, like, okay, on Amazon, this says it's by Biling. Which I don't know why. Maybe she she's one of the people that funded the movie. But, mm. but if that was the case, she would be in it more, right? I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but another another interesting. If you uh, you pull up, what is? I think it's uh, IMDb. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, the uh, the guy who's like Ray Palmer from uh, like Flash, and then yeah. he was like Superman. Uh-huh. His name is like one letter different than the than the uh, grown up version of uh, uh, Bujev. Bujev, <laughs> <laughs> the actor. <laughs> um, so it it shows that he is also in this movie, and I was like, Superman actor is in here. Oh, Brandon Root. Yes, and it's and his Brandon Ruth. Yes, are you? <laughs> so like one of the uh, oh, one of the sites that like the movie information sites you go through and it shows his picture as being part of the the movie <laughs> and I was like I just finished watching this I don't I don't remember was he like one of the guys under a cloak or something I don't remember <laughs> and I had to kind of do some research and then I realized that it's just a misspelled name <laughs> now that's how that's how you get a little bit more of a that's how you get a little more uh, stuff in, you know? I get a little more uh, That's true. advertisement. That's true. <laughs> All right. there, there is another uh, movie, uh, Fear Farm, that I have not seen, but a, a, a number of the people from this are also in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. Fear, yeah, it is. Oh, I think yeah, that I, one I, girl's I, in there. feel like it's like five of the actors from yeah. this so, are in yeah. that. So you have Ray... Chrissy is in there. Yeah, I don't know the other ones, but man, that's hilarious. Hey, you gotta, you gotta keep. You know, they're in house. Those are in house actors. Now. But yeah, that's probably. Right. Yeah, it's like, hey, ten ten movie contract here. I I gotta watch it now. Like the way that they spell the farm is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, well thank you guys for joining us today. We always appreciate you guys listening. Uh, like comment. And all that stuff. Uh, if you go and check out down below on our show notes, we have all of our affiliate links. Uh, those help us out because uh, we don't we don't have enough of you guys listening yet to have a Patreon. <laughs> soon though, soon. <laughs> I, I feel like we've been saying that for like a year now. <laughs> right, but we don't necessarily always put these up in order. So hey, I know. <laughs> uh, but we also have a Facebook page. Make sure you check that out. Um, we always kind of every time we have a new episode, we post it up there, and uh, it's probably the easiest way to get a hold of us and give us your your uh, your comments and your suggestions. Yep. Alright guys, my name is Barry. This is Colby. And this is Watch This. If you guys want to check out who does our theme music, it is Lee Rosevere. It's called Arcade Montage, and it's on her Music for Podcast 3 album, and her Bandcamp is down below. Thank you.